It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Baseball is back. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The offseason is now in full swing. The lockout is over and you are Locked on Reds. Thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Stephen Offenbaker alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have turned that passion into information for you. And on today's podcast, we are going to talk about the deal. Major League Baseball is back. The season is scheduled to start, and we are so excited. Also today, we are going to tell you where the Reds rank overall in the National League Central. Uh, First thing we're going to do is dive right into the talk about baseball returning. A collective bargaining agreement has been reached. Jeff, I don't know how excited you are, but I am losing my mind. I am so excited. I wasn't sure we were going to get here, but here we are. We will have baseball. You know, it was the first day in two weeks that I wasn't watching every single second of this unfold on Twitter. In fact, you texted me that the international draft had been agreed upon. And while they actually made the deal, I was on my way to the gym and I pulled into the gym parking lot and they're like, by the way, baseball's back. And I'm like, I don't have time to work out now. We got too much to do. We are ready to get started here. We're talking about spring training is literally underway. Like they are getting the supplies to Goodyear. They're getting the players to Goodyear. They're getting the visas that they need, getting people in from the international side of things. Like I am so stoked that we can stop talking about the business side of baseball and get back to talking about the baseball side of baseball. Absolutely. And let's talk about the baseball side of baseball, Jeff, because we have been talking numbers and spreadsheets and and millions (laughs) here and billions there. And I'm sick of it. I'm ready to talk about baseball. So let's talk about some of the things that they agreed upon. Let's start with some things that we have already told you uh, over the course of this lockout. The universal DH is now a thing that is happening. It is agreed upon. It is going into effect this season. Uh, Other big news is anytime there is a doubleheader, and that's really going to play in this season, anytime there's a doubleheader, it is back to pre-COVID rules, nine innings per game, no shenanigans, no ghost runner. We go back to traditional baseball, and I am so here for it. I'm not going to lie, Steve. I I was really trying very hard last year to squint and be like, you know what? I I think I like it. I think I, I think I can get, I think I can get by with this. I'm so glad we don't have to talk about that anymore. I was so over that. I am not a person that worries about how many extra innings we got to go through because all baseball is better than no baseball. And we got baseball back. Those are huge rules for the Reds because you're talking about installing Mike Moustakas as a DH. You're talking about extending the career of Joey Votto. You're talking about possibly, hopefully, extending the career of Tyler Stevenson before you even have to really worry about that. The designated hitter opens up so much for the Red Legs. I don't think they necessarily need to go out and get a guy like Nelson Cruz because they can slot some dudes in to that designated hitter spot. We'll talk about 
moves that they need to make here in a little bit. But when it comes to the rule changes for this Red Legs team, something else that's important and something more so from the fan side, more so from the media side of things, is that things are going back to pre-COVID. No more Zooms. You're going to have reporters in the clubhouse. You're going to have C. Trent talking one-on-one with Joey Votto. We are all going to benefit from that. Like, I am stoked to see that. I love that they are moving back to that. And and the international draft thing that we talked about and the reason that they agreed upon that, they tentatively agreed that if they come up with a plan for that by July 25th, then good, you get rid of the qualifying offer to free agents. If they don't agree to it by July 25th, the qualifying offer sticks around. But regardless, right now, the qualifying offer is still, I, I believe it's still in effect. They've got to like make that agreement. So it, it, it's its still, it's huge. I'm so glad to see that we've come to an agreement finally after so much of nonsense. That's really the only word I can think of. Yeah, and, and let's talk a little bit about the logistics. Uh, as you mentioned, spring training is pretty much underway. Uh, they still plan, and, and you know, one of the things I think we've learned, the takeaway from this lockout, I, I hope for, for fans out there, is that you really can't trust very much of anything <laughs> that comes out of Rob Manfred's mouth because oh, games are not lost. The players are getting paid. They're going to play a full 162-game schedule, and they're going to manage to do that by scheduling games on the off days. They're going to manage to do that by scheduling double headers, and that's going to make things very interesting because, you know, as you said, spring training starting right now, but that only leaves three and a half, four weeks until... The opening day pitch is thrown in Atlanta between the Braves and the Reds. So for me, I don't know how you get pitchers ready that fast. I don't know how you have enough pitchers ready that fast, considering that they're probably going to be removing all of the off days. The It's going to be an interesting year, Jeff. We are, we've got a lot to talk about, and we're not going to dive too much into it on today's podcast, but we've got a lot to talk about with how the Reds are going to manage pitching for probably the first entire month of the season because chances are, unless they are really Johnny on the spot with getting some international guys in here, there's a chance Luis Castillo might not be ready for opening day. There's a chance we might be talking about Tyler Malley on opening day or somebody else on opening day. It's just It depends on who's going to be ready at this point and not necessarily based based on who's the most talented pitcher on the starting rotation. And then you've got the issue of how long is that guy going to pitch? Are you really going to ask your opening day starter to go seven, eight innings if he's pitching well? Then you're going to have to dive into the bullpen. Who are we going to trust there? There's lots that we've got to get to when it comes to this and when it comes to the short and spring training side of things. And I think it was interesting. You mentioned the not trusting anything that comes out of Rob Manfred's uh, mouth. Uh, During the press conference, they asked him, they said, what uh, what do you have to do to repair the relationship with the Players Association? And his answer was as follows. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then he proceeded to give an answer. The point was there, like, it's, it's just taken a toll on everybody, this whole negotiating process, and I am so happy. That we are back opening day, April 7th in Atlanta. And Steve, do you remember what happened the last year that the Reds opened up on the road? I do. Benzinger was backing into foul territory and he caught the final out for the 1990 world champion Cincinnati Reds. I had to ask you because I was still a baby. <laughs> <Sadly>. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. <laughs> 
Oh, well, Steve, yes, I'm hoping that that is how it goes. But now that we know the season is back, we got to tell everybody why the Reds aren't going to win the division. Yeah, I know that that really sucks. But we're going to tell you why here in just a moment after we tell you why you need to dive into a built bar. Built bar is amazing. We're talking about a protein bar that is Packed with all kinds of great statistics, and it's covered with 100% real chocolate. This protein bar tastes like a candy bar, but it's better than a candy bar because it's going to pump you up with great amounts of protein, up to like 17, 18 grams of protein. Plus, you're talking an average of 130 calories, less than 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of fat per bar. This is the kind of thing that you need to add to your snack cabinet right now. Go to Built.com. And use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. It's the perfect thing to reach for as you're watching all of the madness going on in March. Whether it's basketball or spring training baseball right around the corner, get yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You can get some Cherry Barcia. You can get some Coconut. You can get some Peanut Butter Brownie. You can go get yourself some Puffs. I just got a box of Puffs in the mail. Got to check them out today. Built.com. And use that promo code LOCKED15. Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. When you're done with today's podcast, go check out Locked On MLB Prospects as Lindsey Crosby is a minor league encyclopedia. He has got you up to date on all of the up-and-coming players in the minor leagues. Plus, he'll take a look each week at what's going on in college baseball. That's Locked On MLB Prospects, just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter, me at Jeff Carr with three F's or Steve at S Offenbaker. Plus you can follow the show at Locked on Reds and make sure that you're subscribed right here on YouTube as well. Lots of great stuff coming for you. That is YouTube only won't be on your podcast feeds. You're going to want to make sure that you are tuned into that because we've got a lot coming for you as we expand, as we get back to five episodes a week. That feels so good to say that. We're going to start by looking at some of the position battles that it's going to happen in the spring training, including who will make the starting rotation out of camp. Again, we talked about how weird that's going to be as pitchers have to ramp up. But now, let's jump right in. We've been talking about the rankings of the Reds, the rotation, the bullpen, the lineup, the defense, David Bell is the manager and where they rank within this division. So Steve, we got to put a bow on this thing. Where do the Reds rank in the NL central? Well, I think that I have picked them third in pretty much every single one of the rankings that we have done so far, just based on what they look like on paper right now. Lots of questions to be answered. Lots of moves coming. uh, Maybe not so much from the Reds, but from within the division, I think. Yeah. So tentatively, I'm going to call them a solid third with the opportunity to sneak into that second spot if a couple things go their way. I think so, too. I, I think third is a safe bet right now. In fact, betonline.net has the Reds at third in their odds. So that's something there. But Vegas is thinking third as well. And I'm with you. With all of our different rankings and where we had the rotation, where we had the bullpen, the defense, the lineup, I think it all just kind of amounts to this team right now is in the middle of the pack. They're solidly within the expanded postseason wild card hunt whatever that looks like this year, because as we know, know it's 12 teams in the postseason. 
But I, I, I wonder, you mentioned it, moves are coming, and Marcus Stroman is doing his level best to get Carlos Correa into Chicago. The Cubs are probably the most interesting piece of all of this so. as, as this, this off-season signing frenzy gets underway probably as early as today, Jeff. I think that the Cubs are in a unique position that they are a large market team pretending to be a small market team. And when they decide they really want to go, they can. And if, if Stroman actually is able to start bringing people in, and that would, that would be a domino effect. They get that one signing, other people are going to want to go play there. So that's for me, is the most interesting part. I think they could make a case for themselves to be battling for the division with just a couple significant signings. So they are probably the, the team to watch the most. I think that the Reds, uh, and we'll talk about this coming up, I think the Reds are going to take a different track in that. So the Cubs are very interesting, and I think they could probably be the tone setter for what everybody else needs to do to be competitive in the Central this year. Well, we're going to have to see, too, because I think I saw reports that John Ricketts is interested in investing in Chelsea over in the English Premier League. So maybe money goes to that, or maybe more money comes over from England, and he's able to sign all of the remaining free agents. That would be terrible. But I will say this. Milwaukee is clearly the favorite. The only thing about that is they really enjoyed a clean bill of health last year. And they did some good. They really got a lot of good performances from guys that they got for pretty much next to nothing. Daniel Vogelbach, Rowdy Talese. Um, they, they really got a great performance out of Willie Adamas. And to be honest with you, they didn't give up a ton for him. Like I, I would have argued that he was worthy of the MVP last year he didn't ultimately get it but he he was in that conversation for me so i look at that and i say all right a lot went right for milwaukee last year what happens if that doesn't all happen again what happens if not everything goes right milwaukee could be kind of interesting and st louis what is st louis like the, it feels like they got holes in the lineup although they get a really solid one through four and it feels like they got a solid one-two punch in the rotation but outside of that it's a lot of question marks in their bullpen always seems to be all right, despite not really having any sort of names that jump out at you. I think that the division is still vulnerable if the Reds decide to just, I don't know, have an epiphany and try when it comes to free agency and acquiring talent rather than getting rid of talent, as you and me suppose is probably going to happen. You know, the Cardinals, Jeff, the Cardinals, <laughs> they always find a way to make me dislike them more. And in a season where we are going to have to endure the neck tattoo farewell tour. I cannot, I cannot imagine how miserable it will be if they're competing for the division. I really hope that, uh, that they're done making significant moves. I, I mean, as much as they already have committed in the 2022 season, the payroll, I can't imagine that they'll go out and make a couple big moves. Cause that's really what they need to do. The, the Cardinals that we saw at the end of 2021, that was a fluke. That's yeah. not going to happen again. That was one of the most, unbelievable unprecedented runs uh, not only by the cardinals but by any team in baseball so i, I just I, if absent that run the reds are in the playoffs last year so i i don't see that happening again i don't i don't think they're going to be anything other than a middle of the pack uh thorn in everybody's side that's really how i view them who is the most influential person for the reds to make that jump That's a tough one. 
Because I think I think a lot That's of a people one. know the answer, but I think it's Luis Castillo. I think if Luis Castillo is consistent all year long, we're not talking about this team missing the playoffs. See, and for me, I think September A. Eugenio Suarez is the guy that they you know. need to be uh, the one that leads this team into the postseason. Uh, if it's not a if it's not a black hole at third base uh, offensively for this team, that lineup is formidable, uh, even with the question marks in the outfield. So I think that the pitching is going to take care of itself. They have the advantage in the division of depth. They have a depth that's going to come in very handy. in as we start breaking down what pitching is going to look like uh, heading into at least the first couple months of this season. So for me, it's all about the offense. They're gonna, if they can put up runs early, if they can make teams have to battle to try and stay with them, uh, they're going to have the opportunity to, to maybe uh, change the narrative a little bit. I agree. And, and I do think the one thing I looked at Luis Castillo's first couple of months is he had a few starts that were just god awful. Obviously, he had a couple of those during the months of April and May. And in those starts, whenever the bullpen came in after him, they did pretty well. But it was a total wasted effort because Luis Castillo had already given up seven runs or six runs or something like that. And the lineup just wasn't backing them up that day. And by backing them up, that meant that they had to score more than six or seven. So that's really not a fair assumption of their talent either that day. So I, I look at this and I say, if you clean up a couple of those games, then the Reds are right back in that race last year. So I, I think that that's really where they can make up some ground. And that's even if they end up making some sort of trade of a person who I think we're going to talk about here in just a minute. Well, you know, that's kind of the things that we know, Jeff. We've talked about what we know. Uh, <laughs> what we don't know is pretty much everything else. Uh, <laughs> A lot of interesting question marks here. <laughs> For sure. The first thing the Reds will do is trade away someone, I think. And uh, we'll tell you who after we take a look at how Bet Online is feeling about the Reds' chances this year. Uh, the futures are out. Uh, the Reds are plus 300 to win the division. They are plus 2,800 to win the pennant. And they are plus 6,600. 6,600 to win the World Series. Uh, if you want to find out m about all of those odds and much, much more, head over to betonline.net. They have you covered as the 2022 season gets underway with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. BetOnline has you with up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops. March Madness underway right now. Now, they got the NHL, they've got boxing, they've got UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games, and they will have you covered all through the 2022 Major League Baseball season. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the new and amazing offers available to you for 2022 at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Reds your first listen. Now make sure you are following the podcast on all platforms. We are everywhere you get your podcasts and we are on YouTube. Head over to YouTube right now. Click that subscribe button because the season is coming and exciting video only offerings will be available at YouTube throughout the 2022 season. The only way you're going to get them is to be subscribed over at YouTube. They will not be in the audio feed. We hope you will come check them out. All right, Jeff, now's the time. We have to start looking at what it is 
that the Reds are going to do. We're going to have to do a little prognosticating about what we think the first thing the Cincinnati Reds will do. Are they going to sign somebody? Are they going to trade somebody? Are they going to sit on their hands and try to continue to adjust the resources to the financial check blank writing of Bob Castellini swimming in coin? I don't know. Here's what I know. I think the first thing they do is trade away Sonny Gray. Yeah, I think that's hard to argue, to be honest with you. And uh, Nick Crawl said it in his, I, I guess it was either just a talking to, I don't know that it was a press conference, really. He just kind of answered a qu- couple of quick questions for Cincinnati media. But he said that, you know, we're going to take a couple of days, uh, digest these new uh, CBA rule changes, and uh, we'll finalize the roster for spring training. Take, the wait, next wait, couple wait, of days. wait, 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 Jeff, take a couple days to digest the, the was, well, was nobody stay, yeah. from, was nobody from the Reds in the room while all this was happening? Well, was, was, was somebody not looking at the budget for the last three months while we've been sitting on our hands? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, if they're not on the yacht, then nobody's on the yacht, right? <sighs> That's, I just, I, when I saw that quote, I was like, good. Lord, why is it that every time Nick Crawl has to talk to the media, he says something that we're like, no, come on. That's a poker face, right? You're not really, you're not serious. You're going to take a couple of days because you're not going to see anybody in a couple of days. I feel like, I feel like right now, as we speak, as you are listening to us right now, there's probably a flurry of moves that are happening for multiple different teams. And if the Reds are still trying to read the CBA, that's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. And, and Nick, I, think the, I think you're right about Sonny Gray, though. Nick Crawl has literally had nothing to do for the last three months but figure <laughs> out what his first move was going to be. I mean, that's the only thing he had to do. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I, I'm sorry, Jeff. It just, it just boggles my mind when this guy comes out and talks. I just, I, I wonder if he's doing it on purpose. I mean, I wonder if it's like, I wonder if it's, that's his persona. I, I, I just, I don't know. But back to Sonny Gray. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, the... The, the reason I say Sonny Gray is because uh, he's the first one that they run out of team control on. Uh, he's making a pretty significant amount of money. Uh, if healthy, he is a, a great addition to uh, another pitching staff. And yeah. the Reds' one big strength is their depth at starting pitcher. Now, the only thing that gives me pause is that the way we are rolling out this season, I feel like you almost it almost necessitates having six starters to yeah. start the season. I don't, I don't know that you want to, to drop your five guys uh, when one of them could very well be a, a rookie making his major league debut. I don't know that you want to drop them into a full workload uh, in a shortened spring training. It just, it just screams uh, arm surgery to me. So I, I think that they're going to have to be very, very careful. So maybe that gives them pause and makes them do something a little bit different, which is keep Sonny Gray around and look for more of an all-star break deal than a beginning of the season deal. I wouldn't hate that. In fact, the idea of at least having six pitchers on the roster for the first couple of months is pretty cool. And if you could get maybe like a, a May, late May, early June type trade together for him, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet as well. I do wonder, though, as we get closer to the trade deadline, which... This is a deadline, folks. I know Major League Baseball and deadlines really haven't been that uh, concrete. It, this <laughs> one is. Um, I, I think that the f- the closer we get to that, the lower his value gets. And right now his value is really high. So if you're going to trade him, I think it should be right now. And uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting how they handle that. I'm going to be Mr. Optimistic because I'm happy now. Baseball's Yay, he's back. back. I'm he's back, back, baby. He's <laughs> back. 
I'm back, baby. <laughs> the first thing the Reds are going to do, they're going to find somebody. I know that sounds weird, right? Like realigning payroll to resources and all that other stuff. I think they understand how terribly that came off in the public, how terribly even their most staunch believers of fans took that news. And I think they're going to go sign somebody. Now, it's probably not going to be Nick Castellanos. It's probably not going to be Kyle Schwarber. Probably not going to be anybody of super high repute, but it could be a second catcher, could be a bullpen pitcher, and it probably will be for a decently cheap deal, but I think they're going to sign somebody, and I think that's going to be the first thing that they do. Oh, Jeff, I love your optimism. I really do, but here's what's <laughs> going to happen with the, with the free agent signings. There is a feeding frenzy that is going to unfold starting today, and yep. the Cincinnati Reds will not be participating in that. I think what's going to happen is uh, good old Phil Castellini is going to rent Nick Crawl a nice econo-class hatchback, have him drive out to wherever the unsigned free agents are working out, getting baseball ready near the end, maybe, you know, season starting April 12th, so maybe around like April 9th. Nick Crawl will be rolling into Goodyear or rolling into Florida, wherever they're doing that little workout camp in his little Econo hatchback. And he'll pick up the first guy he sees and knows how to play right field, throw him in the back for league minimum. And that's our free agent signing. That's what I think they'll do. Oh boy. I hope not. I hope there's, uh, there's a couple of guys that I I'd really, I'd love the McCutcheon deal. And I'm telling you what, if there's a Nick Castellanos deal, we're just going to record an emergency podcast where I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be on the floor crying, crying, laughing of happiness. Like it's just going to be amazing. Jeff, if that happens, I will have you put me full screen, no banner, my name across the bottom underneath that. It's going to say often Baker apologizes to the Castellini family. And I will send a whole segment singing the wonders and praises of the Castellini ownership group. If that happens. You heard a ownership group. Do it. Do it now. Oh, man. I, I tell you what, Steve. We are excited. We are so happy that baseball is back. There's so much great stuff coming, whether you're talking about what we've got coming for you on YouTube. We're hoping for a couple of events this year that we want to get people involved in. Uh, YouTube's going to have the side stuff just to give people a taste. We've got the lefty out of the bullpen with Steve, and we've got um, what's mine? Coming out of left field. <laughs> in foul territory in foul with territory. Jeff Carr. In foul territory with Jeff Carr. That, see, that works. It's perfect. Um, there are <laughs> lots of great stuff that's coming for you. Some extra content on the YouTube channel you're not going to want to miss. Make sure that you're subscribed and make sure you're following us on all your favorite podcasting apps. And now that you're done listening to us here today, go check out Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully, is a veritable, just absolute history lesson when it comes to Major League Baseball, but he also knows what he's talking about during the present, too. Here for his unique perspective each and every day on the Locked On MLB podcast, free and available on all platforms, just like Locked On Reds. Apparently, we need to end, Steve, because guess what? It's spring training time now. We aren't locked out, and what are we? We are Locked on Reds coming up five days a week. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.